0: Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark R. LePage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 304, and this week, I'm sharing the best of 2019, the top five most popular episodes at Entre Architect Podcast. This episode of Entre Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCap, The online resource delivering quality building material information CAD details, BIM specifications, and so much more, all free at rcat.com. FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure, spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. And Gusto, easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses just like ours. All right, so here we go, the first episode of the new decade. Here in this episode, I wanna just take a look back in the last year, 2019, the Entree Architect community is growing larger and more powerful every day, and this podcast is seeing the results of that power, your power. The Entree Architect is being downloaded now more than 50,000 times every month, and that progress and that impact is because of you. It's directly related to you, the Entree Architect community, for you listening and sharing and talking about what we're doing here at Entree Architect Podcast, it's because of you. And so uh, I want to thank you for all of the support throughout the past seven years um, of, uh, of the past decade. We're moving into a new decade here. This is episode 304, and the new decade is just a few days old here. So let's start off by saying Happy New Year, Happy New Decade. I hope you had a fantastic 2019, a prosperous 2019. You know, I've been I've been um, saying to some friends. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day, actually online, and uh, the words "the more you make, the more you can make a difference" came out of my mouth. And I'm like, that's it. That's that's what we're trying to do here at Entre Architect. We want to make a difference, right? We want to make a difference in everything we do. But in order to do that, we need to have, um, we need to have the funds and the resources and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the backup to do what we want to do. To make a difference, you need the funding to do that. And then, so you need to build a better business and you need to build a stronger base for the things that you want to accomplish in life. And so the more you make, the more you can make a difference is something that you should lock into your mind. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about 2020. It's going to be a great year here, uh, maybe the best year ever. I know, I know there's lots going on out in the world. There's lots of things to stress us out, but you know, here's, here's a little bit of advice. Focus on the things of which you have direct control. Focus on the things of which you have the direct control. People who've been listening to this episode or this podcast for a long time, know that that's my philosophy. I focus on the things that I can control, the things that I can make a difference with my family, my business, my immediate surroundings, my environment, my town. Um, There are only a few opportunities that you can directly influence, directly influence your family, your friends, your business. You only have a short time here on earth. And you know, each week we're, we're limited to just 168 hours every week. Let's ensure that we're maximizing influence on the things that really matter, the things that we really can influence. Um, stressing and worrying about the things that we don't have control over is really wasting your impact, wasting your influence. And so I hope that in 2020, you focus on the things that you can directly make a difference in. And I think that your life will become a better life as well. You'll be less stressed, you'll be happier. The people around you will be happier you will see a difference. You'll see the impact you have with the influence you have. And so when I use the words love, learn, share, that's a mantra to remind myself. I know I share it with you, but I'm, it's, it's for me. It's a message for me to remind me to do the things that I can focus on. Those three things I can, I can love, I can care for others, right? I can care for my family. I can care for my friends. I can conf- care for my clients. I can, can care for you. I can truly, honestly care for you um, and I can learn. I can learn everything that I can possibly learn, make myself knowledgeable in the things that I don't know and then share, right? That's what this the, the whole foundation of this Entree Architect podcast and the entire Entree Architect platform is to share, is to share my knowledge with you, is to to create a platform, a place where others can come and share their knowledge with you so love, learn, share, adopt these three words as your mantra, your personal mantra, write them down, post them on the wall right there so you can see them every day. In 2020, absolutely can be the, your, your best year ever. Adopt, love, learn, share, and let's celebrate. Let's celebrate a successful 2019 and let's, let's crush it. Let's crush it in 2020. Let's crush it together. Um, as a community, Entree Architect community, let's come together and do the things that we need to do to not only build our own businesses and 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 strengthen the things around us, the the opportunities that we have influence on, but let's encourage and support and and um, and influence others to do the same. Right, that's what we do in the Entree Architect community Facebook group. That's what we do in the membership. We're there. To, to gain the knowledge that we need to make a better business, a better life for ourselves, but also to support others in doing the same. And when we do that, we influence others to do that. And that becomes a cycle where th- that the people within that community uh, see that others are sharing transparently and honestly uh, just because they want others to succeed and others to thrive. Um, then they see that coming back to them. And it's this, it's this cycle that happens. And so I encourage you to do that. I'm selling braiding a year of growth here at Entre Architect. It has been the best year ever for downloads and uh, readership and everything throughout the podcast or throughout the entire platform, the entire Entre Architect platform has grown to the highest levels it's ever been. And it continues to grow. Um, but specifically here at the podcast, I want to celebrate today, this episode so I want to I want you to celebrate with me. So let's celebrate the success of this podcast, your podcast, the Entree Architect Podcast. Today I want to share the best of 2019, your top five most popular episodes by download here at Entree Architect Podcast. So let's get into it right now. Here are the top five Entree Architect Podcast episodes of 2019 by downloads, the number of downloads. That's how we're going to look at it. And we're going to work our way backwards. So from number five to number one, um, we're gonna start off with number five, episode 292. Episode 292, An Architect's Guide to Construction Administration with architect Brian Palmquist. He had, uh, this episode had 9,351 downloads in 2019, uh, based in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Brian's perspective is informed by broad experience, first as an employee, then as a principal architect, a building envelope specialist, and a building code consultant, and nearly a decade as the quality director of a major North American construction company. Brian is the founder of Quality by Design, and he is involved in the design and construction of almost every building type at every scale throughout his career. Uh, Brian is the author of An Architect's Guide to Construction, Enduring Ways in the Age of Immediacy, uh, which just released this year, a new updated edition. You should go check that out. It's on Amazon. An Architect's Guide to Construction. It's an excellent book. Every listener of this podcast should have it on their shelf. It is a guide to running your construction administration phase, and it's exceptional. Um, The techniques described in his book were developed and successfully applied to projects ranging from a backyard artist studio to a $2 billion airport expansion. So it doesn't matter how big your firm is, this is a book that you should have on your shelf. So this is episode 292, An Architect's Guide to Construction Administration with architect Brian Palmquist. Let's hear a clip from that episode.
2: The age of immediacy um, is where Um, It used to be that if there was a problem on a construction site, when I started out, someone would call you and if you couldn't solve it over the phone, they would mail you something. And you would have like two days while it was in the mail to consider the issue. And then when you got the letter or the thing, you um, you could respond to it. And two days later, they would get the response. And somehow construction worked with that. And now, um, you know what you get is. Did you get my email? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Here it is. Yeah, here's it. Is. So what's the answer? Um, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Okay. So can you? I'll give you 10 minutes. So that's the age of immediacy and um, and how you manage the complexities of construction in an environment where people want perfect answers every time, immediately is is the challenge um so um so getting my head around that uh starting in the paper age and ending in the in the handheld age um uh, i i've always been focused on um, the simplest most efficient fastest way to do the job right so um, i i feel that i've discovered a lot of of uh, immediacy ways to manage the enduring ways of construction.
0: Okay, number four in our top five most popular episodes at Entree Architect podcast in 2019 is episode 267, 267, Building Science Fight Club with Christine Williamson. A fantastic episode, I really enjoyed spending some time with Christine and learning what she's doing. Uh, she's a senior associate with Building Science Corporation, a building science consulting and full service architecture firm specializing in building technology for all types of buildings founded by Joe Stiebrek. Uh, and that's one of my go-to sources for how to design my buildings properly. It should be a place where you go to that's, that's uh, Building Science Corporation. Uh, Christine graduated with a bachelor of arts from Princeton University and a master of architecture from New School of Architecture and Design in San Diego. If you're an Instagram fan, you may have bumped into her there. She is uh, she runs the Building Science Fight Club account at Building Science Fight Club. Go, go sign up for that. Go follow her on Instagram at Building Science Fight Club. Uh, she posts on building science and construction for architects. If you're not an Instagram fan, this is a reason to sign up. Building Science Fight Club is a place where Christine, let's say she expresses her feelings about building science and architecture. It's an excellent, excellent um, uh, Instagram account. Uh, she has a great series of posts where she annotates field conditions, sort of walks onto a site and shows what she's looking at and annotates the field field conditions, provides her evaluation and suggested solutions right there. So you can sort of see an example, a case study uh, we've we've talked to Kevin Costello a bunch of times at the Ranch Mind. Uh, Ranch Mind, uh, episode 263 we talked about, specifically about using Instagram with Kevin. Building Science Fight Club is another great example of how to use Instagram effectively. This episode is not about Instagram, although we talked about it quite a bit. It's about everything that, that Christine is doing and this was a very popular episode. At uh, nine thousand five hundred and twenty-four, nine thousand five hundred twenty-four downloads in two thousand nineteen. This is episode two sixty-seven, Building Science Fight Club, with Christine Williamson.
3: There, there's some really great resources. If you can read, like, say, one article a week on um, either buildingscience.com or green home greenhomebuilding or something like that, you can, you can get, you can get a lot out of that. Um, I started Building Science Fight Club because precisely because I didn't think architect. I think it is hard for architects to to learn this stuff given all of the other demands on their time and I learned by walking job sites so I I viewed Instagram as kind of a a virtual job site where I would take a photo of something that I'm seeing on a on a on a job site whether it's mine or one that I'm just seeing and then I describe the technical principles at play just like I would at Hear from my mentors when I would walk job sites with them together. So it's sort of a little bit of a virtual job site, and then I learn a ton when I'll, I'll comment on something and learn from comments. There's a there's a whole little community around that's developed around this that can tell you had really really taught me a lot even in this. Like, well, that's not how we do our foundation drains in Maine, um, or you should know that it's really different between residential and commercial construction and here's how. So, um, anyway, that's, that's how I learned through, through talking with people. And, um, there are a lot more digital tools to be able to do that. Listening to podcasts is, um, is another, so there's, there's a lot that's available. I think actually what we have is an abundance of knowledge. What is difficult yeah. is sifting between, um, I suppose being careful in who we choose as our mentors and as our teachers. Um being very careful in that that's that's very difficult. There are people who are very smart and who we might like, who maybe don't know uh, what they know about their what they what they happen to be speaking about is um, is maybe limited. Yep. Even, and even though you might like a person um, or they seem credible to you, you might not be getting great information. I think actually that's a that's a, a much bigger problem for homeowners. Um, and for, for any, any kind of building owner and developer than it is for um, for architects because at least we have some sort of foundation and a community that we can ask about this stuff. Hey, is this, uh, what do you think about this? Um, but it's a lot of, it's much, much harder for, um, for owners.
0: Number three in the top five most popular episodes of Entree Architect podcast in 2019 is a reason one. You know, this is episode two, Uh, This is episode 304. Episode 291, just a few weeks back, um, is topping out uh, at 10,354 downloads in 2019 and still going in 2020. Uh, 10,354 downloads in 2019. Episode 291, 291, How He Became Architect to the Stars with Paul McLean. That was a really great episode. The audio quality is a little iffy, but the content is fantastic. Uh, Paul McLean grew up in Ireland where he attended the Dublin Institute of Technology, graduating with honors in architecture in 1994. And during this time he traveled and worked for award-winning architectural practices in London, Dublin, and Sydney. After graduating, he arrived in Southern California and worked for various local architecture firms before establishing McLean Design in 2000, the year 2000. Paul is a member of the American Institute of Architects and works primarily in California and Hawaii uh, for clients such as Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Calvin Klein, and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, He recently released his first book, McLean Design, Creating the Contemporary House. It's a beautiful book. You should check it out. Uh, Published by Rizzoli Electa. Uh, The book takes us behind the scenes of 21 of the architect's ultra-modern homes, completed in the 15 years that he's been practicing. Uh, Episode 291, How He Became Architect to the Stars, is number three.
4: Drawing was a big factor in it because I was able to draw in Mm -hmm. three dimensions and perspective renderings and so on and when you don't have a portfolio i mean that's what you have to see but that what, what's a little bit different i guess or interesting about that compared to today where we can generate so many wonderful images you know with computers is that the artistry was also uh, a selling point that people were attracted to they like to watch you draw they like to see the drawings sometimes they would ask if they could keep the drawings and put them on the wall you know and that's something that is i think kind of lost a little bit today mm-hmm. even i don't draw anymore because you know you can produce a 3D model and get like 20 renderings off of different views and angles and move it and change it and it's just so much more productive. But uh, I think that did really help back then in you know the beginning of the century.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
4: long ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20 years ago, it really helped me get off the ground because people were you know they had seen me talk they they had to take a chance so I had to try to you know sell them on the idea that I could do this which is part of the the problem. It's like they have to spend all this money and someone has to, you have to convince them that you're actually going to be able to pull this off, actually help them build this project. It won't all be a a desperate failure.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I think the the, the ability to sketch, the ability to draw that architects have, I often say that that's our superpower as architects because when people, when lay people who are not architects see us do it, they are fascinated by it. They're amazed by it, right? It's like yeah, it's like true. this this magic trick that we can do. Yeah, I
4: think. We shouldn't forget that amongst all this technology because that that, almost like a performance art. You know, it's something that they're attracted to and showing them some beautiful 3D renderings doesn't have the same impact at all as you sitting there with a piece of sketch paper and a pen and scribbling out ideas and then feeling like there's the kernel of something coming out of your brain is now appearing on paper that's going to become a real live thing in the world. It's, you know, it's very exciting for people.
0: We will continue with our countdown after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect. We can't do this without them. So please go out and thank them, Arcat, FreshBooks, and Gusto. If you work with specifications in your firm, you probably have come across outdated manufacturer specs with confusing notes, products that no longer exist, or even maybe even companies that no longer exist. Maybe. You even pay for specifications. Stop, stop right now. There's a better way to find manufacturer specifications for your project documentation, RCAT. RCAT RCAT.com. RCAT is the number one most used website for finding building product information and has a free library of over 1,400 up-to-date accurate specifications written by FCSI, CCS, and AIA professionals based on manufacturer's data. Use RCAT's powerful search engine to find the right specifications for your project and quickly download them in multiple formats for free. That's right, RCAT is completely free. You don't even need to register. Just go to RCAT.com, that's A-R-C-A-T.com, RCAT.com and start building better content today. Do you remember when you started your architecture firm? Well, maybe you're in the middle of that right now. Maybe you are in the middle of launching your architecture firm. It's not easy, is it? It takes lots of late nights, early mornings, and maybe even the occasional all-nighter. Well, we are crazy busy, so why not make things a little bit easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners like us. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. Yep, tax time's coming up. And the best part FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and the outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks, try it for free, free for 30 days, no catch, no credit card. Visit entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks, entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entre Architect in the how did you hear about us section. To get started, visit entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks. What do you think of when you hear the words payroll and benefits? Payroll and benefits, does that make your skin crawl? Does it make your spine tingle? Payroll and benefits are hard. It's okay, it's hard, especially when you're a small business like us. You don't have time to be an expert in things like taxes and regulations, a couple of more words that might make your skin crawl. And old school payroll providers just aren't built for the way that we're working today. Gusto is making payroll benefits and HR easy for small businesses. Modern technology does all the heavy lifting so it's easy to get things right. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits and great service for your team. To help support the show, the ITRE Architect podcast, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll, just go to entrearchitect.com slash gusto to claim your free three months of payroll processing. That's entrearchitect.com slash gusto for three months free. RCAT, FreshBooks, and Gusto. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entre Architect community. Okay, we're coming down to the top two episodes, top two most popular episodes by download at the Entree Architect podcast in 2019. We started off with number five, episode 292, An Architect's Guide to Construction Administration with architect Brian Palmquist with 9,351 downloads. Then we had number four, episode 267, Building Science Fight Club with Christine Williamson with 9,524 downloads. And we left off with episode 291, How He Became Architect to the Stars with Paul McLean with 10,354 downloads. So we are at the final two. Number two is episode 270, episode 270, how to build a brand as a small firm architect with 10,479 downloads in 2019. That is how to build a brand as a small firm architect with Brian McCartney. Brian McCartney is a lifelong love for architecture. Brian McCartney studied graphic design at Ohio University. Brian's career has included roles as creative director for Unilever, North America and creative, uh, no, chief operating officer and lead creative for BBDO Worldwide in Zurich, Switzerland. So big time marketing firms. He has managed numerous projects for Fortune 100 clients in the U.S. and Europe, and has played an important role in establishing internet strategies for major brands, including Calvin Klein fragranc- fragrances, uh, Elizabeth Arden cosmetics, General Motors, Lipton Foods, and many others. So serious dude here. Today, Brian is managing partner and chief idea guy at ArcMark, a branding and marketing uh, firm for architects in Estero, Estero Florida, uh, which is right around the corner from my mom and dad in Cape Coral. I was just in Estero uh, last week. So, so why is he here in this episode? Why was he here? He was talking about branding for small firm architects. So number two, with 10,479 downloads, episode 270, how to build a brand as a small firm architect with Brian McCartney.
5: Understanding branding, you know, if we advertising, marketing, PR and branding, you know, advertising is when we're talking to uh, large amounts of people. uh, marketing is where we're having more one-on-one conversations, where we're really trying to develop those relationships and, and bring in the right people. Uh, PR is where we're getting others to talk about us. Branding is kind of an a, a umbrella over all of those things, and and even more than that. you know, It's, it's how you look. It's how you talk. It's uh, what your employees feel about uh, working at your company. What branding really is, in its essence, is that it's the perception that you want others to have about your firm. That's you know, there's no simpler way to say it. But it's that perception, and 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 branding is really the act of trying to create that perception, uh, trying to influence it, so that uh, so that you're seen in a certain way.
0: So that was Brian McCartney with ArcMark, a branding and marketing company for architects. That was episode 270. Brian laid out an entire process in that episode. So check that out at episode 270, how to build a brand as a small firm architect. We are now at number one, the most downloaded episode at Entre Architect Podcast in 2019. Do you know what it is? Can you guess what it is? What is your favorite episode of 2019? That's a good idea. I want to know that. Post that in the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 304. Those are the show notes for this episode. I would love to know what your favorite episode of 2019 is. Well, according to the downloads, it was episode 252 with Ian Motley. How to develop an architecture fee proposal that converts. That's Ian Motley with Blue Turtle Consulting. He's the founder of Blue Turtle Consulting and divides his time between London, Sydney and San Francisco with a Bachelor of Science degree in building from the Nottingham Nottingham Trent University in the UK. Ian is also an accomplished writer having published a series of ebooks available for architects. Prior to starting Blue Turtle, Ian was a Uh, an associate partner with Foster and Partners in London, where he was responsible for some of Foster's uh, most prestigious new architecture projects around the world. Between 1998 and 2006, Ian worked for a general contractor managing the construction of many new buildings throughout the United States. And in 2006, Ian was approached by a Houston-based firm to start up a residential construction company in Honduras where he spent six months building a crew of 16 local trades uh, to construct vacation homes for American clients. And so today, Ian runs Blue Turtle Consulting and does a a whole series of trainings uh, on marketing and putting together a fee proposal. Uh, So sales, not marketing, but sales, the sales side of things. Um, They may do marketing as well. But this episode was about the your fee proposal and how to put together a fee proposal that will actually convert the projects that you're looking to, to, uh, to sign. So uh, again, another episode where the, he has presented a tremendous amount of value, uh, shares an entire process of putting together a fee proposal uh, that will convert. This is episode 252, how to develop an architecture fee proposal that converts With Ian Motley of Blue Turtle Consulting, with 10,797 downloads in 2019. This is episode 252.
1: People are typically motivated by by two things, and it's usually the kind of carrot or stick approach. You know, people um, either want to have their pleasure fueled um, or their pain removed. And pain, having your pain removed is actually more powerful than feeding your pleasure, uh, if you know what I mean. So, look, we need to talk to the clients. We need to understand what it is that they are interested in. Is it getting it done more in a timely manner? Is it um, get it done at a lower cost? Or is it perhaps something else? Like, are they really motivated by sustainable design? Are they looking for a zero carbon project, a carbon neutral project, a, a carbon, po- um, an energy positive project, a LEED certified, things like that? Um, And then once we start to understand how we can ease their pain or fuel their pleasure, we can start to focus on that within our proposal. Uh, To give you an idea of the sort of things that's going to affect us emotionally within the fee proposal itself is the first and simplest thing is the presentation of it. Okay, How you present your fee proposal will have a big influence on what your client thinks about you and your project. Um, Now, typically, we provide fee proposals that are anywhere from, you know, five plus pages long. They're written in a very technical manner. Uh, They usually spend the first third of that document discussing the scope of work to be completed. Somewhere in the middle is the fee, towards the end is terms and conditions. And look, the client doesn't tend to read the scope. When a client gets your proposal from you, the first question they have is how much do you charge? So they flick through the proposal and they try and find you know, what your charges right.
0: They're are. They're looking for the dollar sign.
1: Yeah. So automatically, we're not, we're not giving the client necessarily the information they want. So what we perhaps need to do is simplify that whole proposal process and break it up into smaller chunks. There is a lot of information to give the client, but let's not give it to them all in one chunk. Let's slow that process down a bit and make it simple and and the general rule of thumb, I think this is a saying that maybe Albert Einstein once came up with, is that if you can't explain it to a six year old or a six year old can't understand it, then it may be too complicated. So our clients have very busy lives. They usually, especially if you're in the residential sector, they've usually got jobs, they've got families, other things, they don't want to sift through five pages of heavy technical jargon. So what we want to do is simplify that whole process. I like to start off with what I call a fee letter. It's usually a two or three page document. It quite simply introduces the client. It introduces the project that they're talking about and what they've told you to date. And then it introduces your fees. And I'll I'll talk more about this in just a minute, but we don't just offer the client one fee. We're gonna offer them a range of different fees and a range of different services. Um, And then we basically say that this uh, proposal, these fees and service options, are based on our standard contracts. Um, So if any of these are interesting to you, let us know, and we can send you a copy of our agreement, our our design agreement. So like I say, we're just breaking the proposal down into smaller, simpler chunks, so that clients can read it more easily, understand it, and start to go through that process with us. So that's one way, presentation. Second way, um, the second thing that affects us emotionally, uh, what we call anchor numbers, and that, To understand anchor numbers, it's quite a complex subject, so I'll try and squeeze it into, you know, 60 seconds or less. But essentially, when we're making decisions, all sorts of information in our environment will affect the decision that we make. Sometimes it's consciously, sometimes it's subconsciously. Nobody really knows how much anything costs. We believe we know how much things cost, because as human beings, we're very good at comparing and contrasting, okay? So what I mean by that is if I gave you a suitcase and I asked you to tell me how much does that suitcase weigh and and to be specific about it, you would have quite a challenging time to tell me exactly how much that suitcase weighed, yeah? Right. But if I gave you another suitcase, then you could very quickly tell me which one was heavier and which one was lighter. That'd be a very simple process for you to do because as a human being, you're very good at comparing and contrasting. Now, look, if I told you the weight of that second suitcase then you'd be much more confident about telling me the weight of the first suitcase, right? Yeah. And that's exactly how prices work. Nobody really knows how much anything should cost. We're very good at comparing. We're very good at contrasting. And that makes us feel like we know how much things should cost. So that's a very, very quick summary of anchoring. So what that means in, in, in its loosest possible term is when you give your client a fee proposal, and let's say you include a percentage fee. I'm picking a round number. This is not a recommendation, but I'm I'm just going to pick a number of eight percent. Yeah. Your client doesn't know if it's a good fee or if it's a bad fee because it's in isolation and they've never appointed a design professional before. So what do they do? They have to solicit a proposal from one of your competitors, so they've got something to compare it against, and then they can start to feel more comfortable about your fee, or perhaps they might feel more uncomfortable about your fee, and it's all because the comp- process, it's got less to do with the actual number being asked. Yeah. Um, so, what we do is say, look, you can't um, remove that factor. Your client may still choose to solicit proposals from other firms. That still could happen. But instead of just offering the client one fee in isolation, let's start offering them a range of fee options. So, instead of just an 8% fee, let's try and find them a 7%, an 8%, and perhaps a 9% service because once they start to get options, they stop judging and just focusing on the fee and they start to focus on the differences between the options that you're offering them. And that's a really powerful tool for two reasons. One, when a client starts to look at the differences between the services, they become more informed about the actual service they're choosing from you. So they have a better idea of what you're gonna do for each service option. And the second reason that's really important is because it means they're making a more informed decision about the service they choose, a more educated decision. And that's all part of an ethical pricing strategy. Giving your clients informed decisions is really important. And if you don't do that, if you stick with the one fee, one scope approach, then the client doesn't read the scope. If they do appoint you as as their design professional or their architect then they automatically assume any design issue that comes up that's your issue to deal with (laughs) that's right yeah and that's where the scope creep comes from right yeah but if you've given them options and they've chosen perhaps to buy the seven percent instead of the eight or nine percent service then they know what's included and they know what they've excluded from the scope but they chose to exclude it and that's really powerful because they've Brought into the scope you're providing. They've had a bigger say in it, and that's gonna address the scope group problems that we all suffer from.
0: So there is your number one episode, episode 252, how to develop an architecture fee proposal that converts with Ian Motley. And now you know, now you know why that is number one. Ian essentially gave us a masterclass in fee proposals. Uh, Not only did he lay out an entire process, but he went into the psychology and the mindset of fees. So interesting, so valuable. If you haven't yet listened to that episode, go back to entrearchitect.com slash episode 252 and go listen. And if you have already listened to it, go listen to it again, because you can listen to that episode four or five times and gain some value from it. So that's entrearchitect.com slash episode 252, your number one podcast episode at Entree Architect Podcast in 2019. So that's it, that is your top five episodes at Entree Architect Podcast. Number five, episode 292, An Architect's Guide to Construction Administration with architect Brian Palmquist. Uh, Number four is episode 267, Building Science Fight Club with Christine Williamson. Episode number three, uh, number three, episode is episode 291 how he became an architect to the stars with Paul McLean your number two episode is episode 270 how to build a brand as a small firm architect with Brian McCartney and number one is episode 252 how to develop an architecture fee proposal that converts with Ian Motley we will have links to all of these episodes on the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 304 four. This is episode 304. And I want to thank you for coming along for the ride with me here at entre architect podcast. I've learned so much from the people who have shared their knowledge here on the Entree architect platform on this podcast. We've covered almost every topic in business search for yourself, you can go to entrearchitectcom slash search. And you can search all 304 episodes of the Entree Architect podcast. It's there for you. Uh, not only will you get the podcast, you'll get all the articles that are on EntreeArchitect.com. So go to entrearchitect.com slash search. It is a powerful tool for you as a small firm architect. From personal productivity, to planning, to financial management, to managing stress and meditation, we've covered it all on the Entree Architect podcast. And I look forward to a powerful decade coming, powerful 2020. Have, uh, we've have some great guests lined up for the next year of podcasts, uh, and maybe even we might even freshen things up here at the podcast. We have lots in works. We have we have we have so much happening at Entree Architect. We have a new podcast coming. I don't know if you listened to the last episode, but I announced that we have a new podcast coming called Build Your Brand. The Entree Architect Build Your Brand podcast is coming in early 2020. So watch for that. Uh, some other new offerings that are being developed specifically for startup architects. Are you a startup? Are you a startup architect? Well, watch Entre Architect because we are developing some products specifically for you to help you start up your architecture firm. And also, if you listened to the last episode, we have a new upper level peer group coming, uh, a, a powerful program for advanced firm owners. It's called the Entre Architect Leadership Council and you'll have more information coming for that. Uh, Stay tuned here on the podcast, on social media, over at the newsletter for more information. Um, Very, very powerful programs being developed for startups, for more advanced architects, and for everybody in between. Go right now, entrearchitect.com. We have some powerful programs waiting for you there. You can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, on Stitcher, uh, on Spotify, Google Play, everywhere that you find podcasts and join me for more here at Entree Architect Podcast in 2020. I hope you have had a fantastic holiday wherever and whatever your celebrations brought you. Uh, as you get started back up here in the new year, I encourage you to download these top five episodes and many more. Uh, all these links will be on the show notes at entrearchitect.com episode 304. Uh, we'll have all the links of all these shows and everything that we talked about uh, on the show notes. If you like what I'm doing here, maybe you can give me a little present, a little Christmas present for the holiday. Go share a link with a friend. This is entrearchitect.com 304. entrearchitect.com episode 304 is the link. If you could just send that to one friend, that that would make me very happy. And I mean it. Could you do that for me? Make it a gift to me? Uh, send a link entrearchitect.com slash episode 304 That This would be a great episode to share because it sort of gives a, a range of the type of, of uh, episodes that we do here. It would be a great uh, way to show someone who doesn't know what we're doing here at Entree Architect what we do. It's easy to do and it will mean so much to me. Um, it will help me grow the Entree Architect platform throughout the world so every architect in the world can learn about what we're doing here at Entree Architect Podcast. My name is is Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. I wish you a happy new year. I wish you a prosperous new decade. And remember, the more you make, the more you can make a difference. I love you for being a member of this community, and I look forward to growing with you in 2020. Love, learn, share what you know. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.